0: You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Hi, Auburn family! Welcome back to
1: Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion on the E2C Network. Boy, oh boy, have I have been waiting for this podcast for for forever! I can't even remember how long I've been waiting. It's been a a lot longer than just. Since the start of the season, I've been waiting for this one right here. And it is for multiple, multiple reasons. And we'll get in all those reasons why. And uh, uh, to do that, to discuss it, to join me on this, this will, this will probably be one of my favorite podcasts to record. And I, I, I don't, you know, there's many reasons why, and we'll talk about it, but to do it. I brought in my dad and co host again. Dad, how are you doing?
2: I couldn't be better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It that's not I, be better. That's what I thought. Let's just jump straight in. Your Auburn it's Tigers. It's Monday. It is Monday. And your Auburn Tigers are ranked numero uno, number one, for the <laughs> first time <laughs> in program history.
2: <laughs> NBA people. Jesse Ooh, Newell
1: can't yeah. stop us anymore, even though he had us at number five. <laughs> yes. I, I, know, I don't get that, but it, it doesn't matter. We're well ahead of Gonzaga in the points. We um, oh, yeah. have 45 first place votes out of the what, 55 voters or 56 voters. I think exactly.
2: 56. I don't know. I haven't 56, looked at that I, close, but yeah. yeah.
1: So first time in program history, there's multiple reasons why, but your Auburn Tigers improved to 18 and one starting seven and zero in SDC play and number one in the country for the first time ever with a big, big Saturday win over the Kentucky wildcats, 80 to 71. Dad, let's, Let's jump straight in. Let's first let's talk about this number one ranking and what this means for not only this team but this program.
2: Here's what it means. Number one, it it I, I've watched on Twitter all day as older players, players who started off with Bruce years ago, have been writing in to congratulate the team on being number one, and every response they're getting is, guys, you all laid this foundation. This is this was done by KT Harrell and. Horace Spencer and all those guys that came back in the day that didn't get to be number one. So that's, that's a big part of it. Number two, it is a recruiting tool. You come to Auburn, you can play for the best team in the country and you can have fun doing it. And, and, you know, Bruce is going to use that as a recruiting weapon to throw around. Hey, I, I, number and number three is uh, Bruce has now taken three different schools To the ranking of number one in his career i don't know of any other coaches that have done that there may be i'm sure somebody who's big on stuff like that with no records but but he took his uh d3 or d2 team to the number one ranking he took tennessee to the number one ranking oh by the way the next game they lost at vanderbilt um so let's not have a parallel there and now he's taken auburn to the number one ranking and and i think what he's done at auburn after tony barbie left this place in shambles is uh, it's mythical i i can't even uh, there were students camped out in 30 degree weather to go see a basketball game i i that's what the number one ranking means it's something for the program to say hey we did it it's it's it doesn't matter now um uh, wendell was right when he said i'd rather be number one in april but but it does matter to your fan base and to you, the people you're walking into the living rooms to try to recruit. That's right. And those guys who laid the foundation.
1: Yeah, that's right. I 100% agree. These guys, like, just like you said, the guys that laid the foundation, the guys that came before, you know, before this, even this year, I would, I would consider some of the guys that were there last year, you know,
2: Cooper and JT Thor. Yeah,
1: yeah. I would consider them just like in, in that category Absolutely. as well. Um, but you've you seen, you know, you know, Gus Malzahn always said, how are we going? We're going up. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. they used to do that. this program has been going up since Earl was yeah. hired. And, you know, you talked about how that that previous coach left, left this place. Actually, uh, a horrible, horrible place. You know, he said you couldn't win with Under Armour, but actually you can actually be the number one team in the country with Under Armour if you didn't know that, <laughs> Tony. So let's uh, let's talk about you, you mentioned it. Um, students. Camping out, whatever you want to call it, you want to call it Jungle City, you want to call it Tent City, you want to call it Pearlville, you you call it –
2: Oh, no, 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 no. Pearl is very adamant. He's the coach. It is not going to be called Pearlville. It's not going to have his name on it anywhere because it belongs to the students, and he wants it to be called Jungle City. In yeah. fact, he's going to get donors, he said, to help fix it up, to make it more where they can do bonfires and stuff like that out there. That is so he's – he- <laughs> I don't think he won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> For a minute, think he won't do that.
1: Okay. So, okay.
2: Jungle City was well, unbelievable. You got somebody, a, first, not a first-hand account, but your girlfriend was there. Yes, Did yes. she tell you what it was like?
1: Yeah. Well, actually, I went by. I, went, I, I was not a participant in being able to camp out. You know, I would have. I You know, I had other things going on. But the, I was a witness to and see it. You know that night and that morning before the game, Saturday, early Saturday morning before the game, mm-hmm. and that that being for a basketball game is unbelievable. You know, a lot of people said it on Twitter. A lot of people said it. You know, I, you know, everywhere that that Kentucky game had that Iron Bowl, to 2013 Iron Bowl with huge stakes or 2017 Iron Bowl. You know, to right to go to the Atlanta. Type of
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, type of feel in the air in in Auburn uh, for for, for a this basketball. basketball for this basketball game for this basketball a team. January
2: basketball game
1: <laughs> and uh, look that that that's special that's special so yeah whatever. it
2: really it was unbelievable to see it happen that you you kind of thought it was going to happen when you saw that the game was going to be at noon yeah. And usually students, I mean, students lined up four hours before a game against the bottom dweller, Georgia team during the middle of the week. Yeah. So you knew they were going to be out early, but then they started bringing tents and putting their tents up and it just, it caught on. And I have got to give some, I've got to give some props, uh, Allie Davidson, uh, who is a graduate of Auburn. She worked at rivals when she was there. Uh, she lives in Atlanta now, uh, Allie. Great job. She's the one that said, Hey, why don't we raise some money so we can send them hand warmers and pizzas. And, and, and I heard her interview the other day. She said, I was expecting to raise a couple hundred bucks and buy some pizzas for some kids. So here's the breakdown of what she ended up doing. She put it out, put her Venmo out there and said, y'all want to help me raise some money. I've got some people in Auburn that will go and get the stuff. And she ended up doing $4,200 worth of pizzas, hand warmers, donuts, coffee, that sort of thing, $4,200. Then she took 800 and donated it to a a cancer charity from the University of Kentucky, similar to Bruce's Outlive. And then she gave to the Outlive, Bruce Pearl's family, Outlive benefit, $7,800. That is absolutely
1: incredible
2: almost $15,000 that she raised from the Auburn family and the Auburn Twitter family really is who it was. And that is unbelievable. And yeah. Bruce awesome. mentioned it today in his, in his press conference, almost $8,000 to his cancer initiative. Folks, that's, that's using your, you, we talked earlier about using your, your platform for good. And she did. And uh, she is to be commended for it. So, Allie, when you listen to this, thank you very much, and we
1: Yeah, let's just get right into this game. Kind of the stats and the flow of this game. This game is the it was the biggest game for Auburn against the toughest opponent for Auburn so far. Mm-hmm. And you know, we expected a test, we expected a fight, we expected you know a great, a great basketball game, and that's what we got. That's what Kentucky got. That's what the, the whole country got and saw on noon on CBS on Saturday yeah. morning. Unbelievable game. We'll, we'll get into more of the flow and the stats of the game. Um, but, you know, Kentucky came out. You know, looking like Kentucky. We we said on the preview podcast for this game, we were like, this. You know, this Kentucky team is one of the one of the better Kentucky teams of uh, recent memory of Le- for Calipari. You know, he's had trouble meshing all of those five star freshmen that he always gets to come to the Wildcats. And uh, but this year he's a, has a lot more experienced team and a lot lot stronger team. So and they showed it early. They showed their poise with the wild crowd and uh, and the students.
2: We and, did uh, not, by the way. I don't no, think we, we handled it very well in the beginning. Turning no, we the ball did. over a little too
1: hyped up, a little too hyped
2: discombobulated up discombobulated and just yeah. like and we Kentucky.
1: Were... They they capitalized on it. They jumped yeah. out to a nineteen to nine lead, you know almost immediately. And, uh, we were, we looked a little, we looked a little, little shook. And, uh, but you know, there was one point in the years, two straight baskets from Jabari Smith and both times they poured to the camera for him, just, you know, putting down his hands, saying, we got to settle down. We got to relax. We got to, you know, let's just get in the groove. Let's just play basketball. And I think that was the switch that that team needed, you know, having their freshman leader, the best player on the floor, being able to do that and have that kind of shot and, you know, uh, that that's
2: special he jumps so high when he shoots that elbow jump shot that one elbow jump shot look so he, he drove him for his first basket got to the free throw line pump fake and the guy jumped 40 feet past him and he just made a little free throw line jumpers fairly easy and then he made the three and then later in the half same end of the court though he drove to the elbow and two guys coming at him he jumps so high when he releases. There's no way you block that shot. Yeah. You're a seven-two guy. You don't block that shot because yeah. he's he's 6'10, 6'10". He's got the ball above his head, and he's jumping way up in the air. Yeah. He is a pro, a pro, really good player.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it, it, we'll just jump straight to that shot. They're shot with about two and a half minutes left over two defenders after getting double-team falling away.
2: That another that's move. that's
1: a Kobe Bryant type of shot yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. That's a Michael Jordan type. Of, that's a LeBron James type of shot. That is that was incredible. You know, he didn't. He, he up
2: went to incredible. the elbow. Yep. Yeah. Went to the elbow and said, I want the basketball. They threw in the basketball. They, they double teamed him. Yeah. He went away from the double team and hit a fall away 17 footer. That yeah. was just wow. Yeah. <laughs> He, his game is is well so refined. Raftery and uh, and what's his name? Uh, I just lost his name. Who was that play-by-play guy?
1: Real, uh, Brad Nessler.
2: Brad Nessler and Raftery were both talking about how what a wonderful player he is.
1: Yeah.
2: And and just uh, he shows emotion. He he uh, he's a cold-blooded killer when he needs to be. Yeah. So yeah, he had a yeah he, he ended up with fourteen points. Uh but uh but what he did with seven boards, uh pretty good game for, for Jabari.
1: Yeah, and as the as this team gets better and better, as this team gets more you know publicity and respect, you know, I don't know how much more respect we can get, you know, we're ranked we're number one. one. Now, but <laughs> uh as this team gets more respect, you know, nationally, his name gets you know higher and higher. And yeah. I don't, you know, right now. I just said, I don't know how much higher Auburn could get. I don't know how much higher Jabari Smith could go because he can't go higher than one in the draft, and that's where <laughs> I believe he is right now. The dude is a stud.
2: Well, I watched Duke play the other night because I wanted to see Bencharo play. Yeah. I've only seen him play once, and he torched Gonzaga when I watched him play early. Um, he's a good player. Uh, he's physically gifted yeah. and really strong, but I would take Jabari 10 times out of 10 over that kid right yeah. now. 10 times out of 10. And, and I don't even the, the kid at Gonzaga shouldn't even no. be in that conversation. No. He's not even at the same anywhere near the same level as those two kids.
1: Well, he went to Gonzaga to go play teams that he played in high school. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll go into talking about more about Auburn and uh, about the flow of the game for the Auburn players here in just a second, but let's, let's talk about some of these guys for Kentucky. You know, we talk about, you know, we haven't really discussed, you know, opposing players and opposing teams like that, that's that's the second-best team in the SEC, and it's not close right now. Auburn and Kentucky are by far the two best teams in the SEC. That's the team I expect to see in the SEC championship. That's the team I expect to see, you know, a two-seed or a three-seed or maybe even a one-seed in March. You know, that that's an incredible basketball team. Oscar Chibwe, I don't know how much of a pro talent he is, not yeah. because he's bad, but just because of the way the NBA is kind, kind of shaping. kind of a shaping. tweener. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of a tweener. So, but that dude is a stud that dude is a rebounding machine at 16 and 14 um you know just
2: it just didn't seem like he had 14 rebounds all but of a sudden he, like, a sudden he had 9 he had and I was like
1: where did yeah. that come from yeah yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, he he's uh, he he is built like a like a incredible hulk um but but i i will give uh kessler and and to be honest with you um cardwell credit they were physical with him
0: yeah
2: and 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 I, I think Kessler outplayed him but I think Kessler's a pro uh, I, I I think that shebway is really good he's really good but you try to feed him the ball in the post he doesn't have a lot of offensive moves down there um he he tried the right uh, on the right hand side of the lane tried the hook shot over Kessler in the first one he threw an air ball and the second one he made. And he made one little nice little drop step against uh, against Jabari, but uh, but he gets all of his stuff by having his teammates throw the ball up on the backboard, and letting him go and get it, yeah. and then finish. He's he's a strong strong young man. He yeah. is strong.
0: Hey Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e 2 support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode.
1: You talk about the bigs for Kentucky. You can't get away with talking about the two guards. You know, we mm. prayers for Ty Ty Washington. He came down on Oscar Sheebway's leg. Um, you know, Kentucky fans that had no impact on the basketball game. And I don't know why y'all think y'all, y- y'all still are better than us, even though you lost by nine. But I, look, that kid, that's a kid that we really wanted to come to Auburn. Really wanted to. Between him Auburn, and Auburn and Kentucky. But, um, you know, that's another dude that's a pro that's he's a pro he's
2: he's a tall rangy long-arm guard who gave us a little bit of trouble he he was giving our shorter guards trouble and then flanagan matched up with him and flanagan took it to the hole and put it in the bucket three times against him so so while i think he's a really good player i think he's got some growing to do I, I, you know i i'm on twitter a lot and all the Kentucky fans after the game were like, if Ty-Ty doesn't get hurt, we definitely win that game. So I went back and watched just the part that he was in, and he had he had a pretty nice pull-up jumper from about 16 feet that was a good play. Uh, he could not guard Alan Flanagan to save his life. And then the shot that he got hurt on uh, was a good drive, but they, they got a switch where Walker Kessler was guarding him at the three-point line, and he drove to the middle, and Walker – almost blocked it. He threw it, way, I bet he threw it 15 or 20 feet in the air Yeah, and it went in. It was a hell of a shot, hell of a shot. But when he came down and landed on Asher Shibwe, that was it. And hopefully he, hopefully that's not a torn ligament or a, or a, I haven't heard anything about it
1: yeah, as far as
2: how happened. badly he's injured, just that he didn't play the rest of the game. He's a good player. And, and yes, Bruce, Bruce's thing last year was if I can get him to come visit, I think we could get him. And he just he ended up just visiting, and going to Kentucky, which yeah. a lot of people can
1: <laughs> Yeah, we talk we talk about Ty Ty, We hope he gets you know better, but you can't you can't not talk about this Kentucky team, and you can't not talk about you know their guards. You can't not talk about it, another Georgia transfer in Sabir Wheeler. Wheeler played incredible. Do played thirty six minutes. He got hurt twice. With a
2: concussion, yeah. By the I don't way. know There's why no, they let him play. He but concerned. he had
1: 17 points. He had four assists. He was he was a different kind of you know game changer in this mm-hmm. game. Um, you know, I, I wish his teammate would have called out a screen. You know, that way Walker Kessler wouldn't have you know ended him for a solid <laughs> few minutes. But oh and then my. then he just ran right back into Kessler one more time. I don't, it's like
2: Kessler had a magnet for him. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I don't I don't know what to think of that, but he's, great, he's, a, he's another great
2: player. He's a really good player. And from what I've watched at Kentucky earlier in the year, he was a drive to pass type of guy. So that's kind of what I was expecting. In that game Saturday, he was he was driving looking for his shot. Yeah. And he's a he's got a really good shot. He's fast as lightning. Watching him and Wendell go back and forth. Yeah. Was was it was fun to watch. Those are two really fast. Really creative point guards, and uh, he's a he's a really good player. I I don't know if if Shibway just doesn't like him, or or Shibway said in the media afterwards he that he struggled speaking was, English. <laughs> he speaks nine languages. Yeah, that's one what that I thought. Yeah, yeah. Shirley <laughs> Wheeler we one of them. Right. He said he was screaming out that there was a screen but that the crowd was too loud. Well, mm-hmm. you were way too far away to be yeah. calling that screen out. I, I went back and watched the play again. He was almost at the free throw line trying to call out a screen by his guy who was at the timeline. And, and look, in a quiet arena, maybe you hear it and it doesn't, doesn't happen, but it, it was a loud arena. You've got to be up there to hedge that screen anyway. Yeah, You can't be back in the, in the paint like that. Well, Wendell,
1: Wendell made him pay for it with a big three.
2: Yeah, to watch to watch Wendell come off that screen and see Severe, I don't know, hit the got, deck. I don't know if he got hit as hard as he made it look, but he looked like he, well, he hit shot. the deck though. He hit yeah. the deck. And and then Wendell kind of just takes one more dribble and goes, Wow, there's nobody guarding me. I can make this, this is shot. nice. This is this is like a war. Severe's been screen. on me all day. I'm gonna knock this down. And he knocked yeah. it down and 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 uh and Walker after the game was like I really hit him hard. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't mean it wasn't intentional. Of course, you know, just like Saban, uh, bad things happen to their team and and old Calipari goes to the media and says the rule needs to be changed. I don't know what rule you're talking. Are we saying we can't screen? He called it blindside screens. Um, I don't know what you're talking about coach. I have <laughs> a, a lot of respect for Calipari, but that was like, dude, don't, you don't change a rule because a guy gets hurt like that, especially because it's your big man's fault. It's the big guy's fault. It's Sheboy's fault. Uh, and look, uh, you finished talking about Kentucky players. The, the, uh, Obi Toppin's little brother can jump out of the gum gym. Yeah. That 360 was unbelievable, but, uh, but, uh, they, they're gonna, they're gonna need to learn how to guard the pick and roll because we tortured them with it.
1: So. Yeah. Well, Walker Kessler ended up with nine uh, or eight uh, alley dunks off of the pick-and-roll, which I, he went eight for 10. He had 19 points. He had seven, uh, seven rebounds. You know, Walker wins SEC Player of the Week. Jabari wins Freshman of the Week. Uh, look, We're done c- talking about Kentucky and Kentucky players. This Auburn basketball team is the best team we've ever had. And it's shown in the breaking and it's showing on the court right now. You talk about guys like Katie Johnson, the dude went four for six. If he goes unreal. four for six and three for five from three in every game, we might win. We might win, win we might yeah. win out. We might win out because you've got guys like Jabari and Wendell. Well, I mean, Wendell, those two big threes, he only had 11 points, only shot two for eight. You know, he was struggling to to, to hit a layup earlier. Early in the game, but those two big threes changed the entire game, and then the push up ahead to Devin Cambridge for the dunk <laughs> that was a, that was an incredible pass. He ended up with five assists. You talk about Alan Flanagan early in the game, you know, hitting those the, those jumpers over Tyta Washington, and going to the rack. You talk about Jalen Williams, you know, two for two in the game and three for it's three from the, the three throw line. He yeah. what like talk about guys like that that, coming off day. the bench and. Not once did I mention our guy who had the leader, who was the leader in plus minus in this game. At Zet Jasper, only finished with two points, had three assists, had one rebound, had a plus minus of plus seventeen in the game. You win by nine.
2: So uh, he had plus seventeen in seventeen minutes. Yeah, he played seventeen minutes. It was plus seventeen in those minutes. That's I don't know that I've ever seen the I don't don't know that I've ever seen it be equal and that high before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where plus 17 is as high as that's one of the higher ones you'll see. And he did it in less than 20 minutes and 17 minutes. He was, look, he is a calming force. That's why Bruce starts him. Uh, he's a defensive nightmare for the other team. He is in your shirt with you the entire game uh, and you're just going to have to get over it. He'll commit some fouls, but he's never going to be in foul trouble. Yeah, but uh, he he was fantastic. KD Johnson, I think we got the right Georgia player. Mm. Uh, I like Xavier Wheeler, but but KD is just a he's an emotional uh, emotional uh, leader of this team. Uh, I, I know that you probably saw it. They posted it on on the internet uh, after the game. Uh, the student the the gym is empty there's a player standing out there on the court with a manager shooting threes. It's KD Johnson. He just went three of five from three point range and he's working on his threes. Yeah. That's a, that's a pro. Yeah. That's a pro saying, okay, I know where, I, where I'm going to get my shots. And I know I'm make. I've got to get to where I can make them. And he had one attack of the basket where uh, I forget <laughs> the kid's name. The really game. fouled yep. him. And and uh, Davion Mintz tried to guard him and jump with him, yeah. and Davion Mintz is a pretty stout little key, little little guard. Yeah. Uh, Kd Johnson almost put him in the stanchion, yeah. and and it just emotional is just unbelievable. Um, Wendell had a bad start to the game when he came in. I was a little worried about Wendell Green, uh, and, and then the second half they could not keep him out of the middle of the lane. If he gets to the middle of the lane, we're going to kill you. Because he's either going to lay it up or he's going to throw it really high and and let our oak tree of a center jump up and get it and dunk it. So, yeah, they all play well. Devin Cambridge, is a his defense was fantastic. Uh, I I do want to mention Jabari Smith on a one-on-one defense against uh, Keon Brooks. Keon tried to take him down into the post and tried to turn, and then tried to push into him, and Jabari stood his ground, and Kiam went up with it, and Jabari threw it out of bounds. And I was like, gosh, just,
1: it's not John fair. Brooks a big forward that has been in the league a long time. That, the, yeah. that, that dude's going to be in the NBA. And Jabari made him look bad. Yeah, and he also blocked off Shibway at the rim. Blocked at the rim, tough, too. That's a tough thing to do anyway.
2: Just, so. uh, it, it was a... Uh, it's hard to choose a. It's going to be hard to choose a player of the game because I think eight or nine guys all contributed a lot to this yeah. game.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. We'll, we'll we'll go ahead and do player of the game. You know this this is a tone setter for the season. Not only do you take an over two game lead in the SEC conference right in the Southeastern Conference right now, but it, it, the schedule is lining up really well right now. You talk about going to Missouri. A little bit of a trap game on on a, mm-hmm. on Tuesday night. You know that's a good Missouri team. They've been it's a lot
2: of a trap game.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of a trap game, especially after the number one ranking. Yeah. So, but then you look at it coming home against Oklahoma, a team that is you know not been that great in the Big Twelve so far this year, but has shown a little bit of promise. You know, you're going to get everybody's best game. You're going to get everybody's best game. You talk about the midweek game the next week. You get Alabama. You know, to, Tuesday night. You get Alabama at home, and then you go to Georgia the next yeah. Saturday. So you're talking about a schedule that's working out really well in your favor right now. So, you know, we need to take advantage of it and uh, keep moving on. So
2: By the way, that's what that's what the Kentucky fans are all talking about. Well, your schedule sets up so easy. All your tough games are at home. We didn't have tie tie. Blah, 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 blah. It drove me crazy. Sorry. my gosh. Uh, oh, by the way, by the way, we need to uh, make sure that Kyle – uh, pulls up the recording from last week and injects in here what our what our score predictions were for this Shh, Kentucky game. What did you predict the score was going to be in the Kentucky you game? Know, you know, I remember? think I
1: said like seventy one to sixty four.
2: Yeah, something like that. I, I think said you're a right. little
1: bit lower score. Yeah, and uh, uh, do
2: you remember what I said? I said I I, I got it wrong. I mean, it. I said 79, 71 Auburn, and it was yeah. 80. So, if one of those guys would have missed a stinking free throw in the second half, which we didn't miss many, Kyle, yeah. I'm looking at you, brother. Yeah, we're, 82 80, 83%. And, and in the second half, we were 100% until the very end when, uh, when Wendell missed one, which is yeah. shocking when he yeah. misses them. But now I blame uh, yeah.
1: Brad Nesser for that.
2: <laughs> yes, he did. He jinxed in. He jinxed yeah. in. Yeah. So, player of the game.
1: Player of the game. Uh, you want to do yours? I, I will, because uh, I think I'll take the more, uh, the, the more popular answer of the of the ten that you could pick from. Or <laughs> I think you could pick anybody here. I think you could honestly say that the biggest player of the game was the students and the crowd in this, in this <laughs> yeah. game. It, yeah, as it changed the entire game, it changed the entire day for Auburn. So, but I I I don't see anybody else but Kessler. Walker played. You know he. He won a CC Player of the Week this week with his mm-hmm. great game against uh, Georgia on on Wednesday, and then the great game—nineteen you know, points, seven rebounds. He also had two assists and two blocks. You know, you know, it's a little low on blocks. It's well below his average. Um, that's got to be better. No, I'm just I'm just playing. <laughs> but uh, plus fifteen on the plus minus. You know, this is the second highest on the team behind Zeb Jasper. You know, you talk about those other those alley oop dunks. Those are such those seem like they count for more than just two points. And I think if you have. Especially like, at Auburn. Especially in that arena, especially with that crowd. So, mm-hmm. you know, I agree. You, yeah. So I'll, I'll go with Kessler.
2: All right. Well, Kessler was, is is obviously one of the best options there. And, and uh, I think though that I'm going to, I'm going to go with KD Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 17 points. He was three of five from three point range. He was six of seven from the free throw line. Uh, And you could tell he was very angry at the one that he missed. Uh, He also provided four rebounds. We can get our guards to keep rebounding like that. Alan Flanagan had four. Uh, Zeb had a rebound. Wendell Green had four. No, he didn't. I take that back. Wendell did not have one. He had four personal fouls. That's right. Um, Anyway, Katie Johnson be my player of the game. He was only a plus minus of plus two. Uh, and like I said, you could pick Jabari, you could pick Zepp, you could pick Allen, Wendell, Jalen, Devin, any of these guys. Yeah. But uh, the the other thing that impresses me is the kid is our emotional leader, and loves to be out in front of the crowd. But when the crowd was gone, he was out working on his working on his game, yeah. working on his his skill set.
1: And that's If he's move.
2: doing that, that's a pro move, and uh, and I think he's set up for for a really strong finish to this year.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about it. So um, here Auburn Tigers. will be back in action on Tuesday night, uh, which when you're listening to this will probably be today, which will probably be tonight at 7.30 in Columbia against the Missouri Tigers. It is a trap game. This is a good, a solid middle-of-the-pack SEC type of Missouri team. You know, this is uh, all of their eyes are going to be on Auburn. You know, yeah. you're being number one, even being, you know, top of the conference, no matter what, no matter what you are going, you're going to get everybody's best game. And I think you're going to get that with Missouri.
2: I do too. And they were, uh, so Alabama went there. That was the first time I even noticed Missouri was when Alabama went there and, and got beat and the big kid for them from Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, Kobe, I don't remember Brown, his last name. Kobe Brown, something like that. Maybe, I think so. um, big Big heavy set center yeah. uh, had thirty against Alabama that night, yeah. and uh, and then by the way they were just at Alabama Saturday and were ahead the whole game by double figures until late they kind of fell apart late and uh, and from I, from reading some posts about it uh, uh, got some good old fashioned Bama officiating in Tuscaloosa and kind of fell apart and couldn't couldn't make it through that should Auburn beat them yes yes Auburn should should win this game but how good are we going to be with the, with the, uh, with the, with the spotlight on us? Uh, Because like you said, every, every team you play, they want that pelt of beating the number one team to hang on their wall and Missouri's none. And a Tuesday night in Columbia, Missouri, it's a long ways away from Auburn. It's a quick turnaround. It's a, there's a lot of issues that could come up and bite us. I hope I think that we're smart enough and and coach well enough to not let it get us. Yeah. But but we'll find out Tuesday night. Yeah, we'll or see. In this case, tonight
1: we will see, and uh, we will be back to discuss that game and the later parts of this week. And then we got Oklahoma on Saturday. Um, man, and uh, my last remarks. Enjoy this this Auburn basketball team is one of the best, if not the best ever and enjoy some of the players. I mean, you're talking about a guy that you've got a chance to have the number one overall draft pick and probably, you know, another first rounder and Walker and maybe a few second rounders and a guy like Alan Flanagan. So Mm -hmm. enjoy this team, enjoy the, the camaraderie of this team, enjoy the passion that this team shows no matter if they win or lose, this is a really good Auburn basketball team that has really good promise into a month like February into a month like March and yes into a month like the beginning of April. So we will see y'all in new Orleans (laughs) in April. So we will get out of here. Dad, you want to tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter?
2: A lot of, a lot of the Auburn Twitter family has been doing follow and follow back. So uh, if I haven't followed you uh, reach out to me, I'll follow you and follow me back. Just trying to, Increase that Twitter mob that is the Auburn Twitter mob. And yep. I am at I am I-M-C-T-O, I-A-M-C-T-O on Twitter. And uh, I enjoy <laughs> – I've enjoyed uh, listening to all the excuses being thrown out by Kentucky fans recently. And then the Bama fans always join in and go, yeah, y'all are terrible. Yeah, Let's football. Speak. What about
1: football? Didn't y'all What's know the football? Birmingham ball? Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> so – yeah, I'm Long sure season. the Georgia fans are doing the exact same thing. Yeah. So yeah, or you can find me on Twitter at Gray Oldenburg or on Instagram at GrayO21 and uh, and the E2C Network. E2C Network. Yeah, you can find on Twitter. You can find them E2C underscore Network, and I think it is the same thing for Instagram. I believe so. So you can find them there. And uh, until next time, we're Eagle.